you guys have come a long way. This is episode 31, isn't it? Yeah. yeah, that's loads. Come a long way. I was thinking. <laughs> no, I mean, did you expect it to get that far? I don't yeah. know. It's a bit... Uh, I didn't think we'd quit, but 31 does sound like a lot. Yeah, now it sounds yeah. mad, obviously. But for, I think it's part of the routine, so I don't even realize that it's just like just another week. Hello, and welcome to another episode of The Third Wheel. I'm one of your hosts, Hamish. And I'm your other host, Aaron. And today we're joined... For another episode in lockdown, all the way from Greece. Her name is Maria. Would you like to introduce yourself? Hey all, I'm Maria. I'm based in Athens, Greece, and I know Aaron from a common internship we had back in San Francisco. I guess this is how I found my way to this podcast. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, me and Maria were both on the SVIP program. I talked about back in 19, it was episode 19. So if you want to go like listen back to that one, go for it. Uh, we welcome it <laughs> but yeah we me maria deja and uh, a few others hopefully they might be on sometime soon as well we were all part of the svip program which yeah i've explained quite a bit in that episode um so yeah we all spent like a year together in san francisco and then i came back to uk and maria went back to greece yeah it's quite a funny story actually do you remember how we first met yes so it was funny because we were all supposed to get on the same flight to from UK to San Francisco. But at that point, we didn't know each other. So we didn't even know each other how we looked. So I couldn't recognize any of the other people who were going to join the same program. But the, the organizers of the logistics of the program, they, had the, they, they tried to book us uh, seats on the plane that were close to each other. So I just... I, my my seat on the first flight from uh, London to Reykjavik, I think, was, yeah, yeah. Uh, I was uh, next to Aaron, but I didn't know that it was him that we were going together to San Francisco. So we, are, I think you, Aaron, was you were in the middle seat, and next to you there was yeah. a, another guy, like a, a random guy. Yeah, I don't remember if you two started uh, chatting about work-related stuff. Basically, you were both uh, saying that you were going for work to the States. And then maybe I jumped into the conversation or I don't know if this happened before or after we started talking and, you know, realizing that we were both going at the same program. Do you remember what was the sequence of the event? So when you say we don't know what we looked like, <laughs> I, I distinctly remember stalking people on Facebook before we went. <laughs> like, because yes, we but, knew, uh, I guess we knew names. Yes, but did you know it was me? Like that person that you looked up on Facebook, because I couldn't tell. I I had an inkling. I kind of knew it was kind okay. of, but I wasn't sure. So I remember like not speaking to you for like half of the flight, and then yeah. halfway through, after about I don't know how long the flight was, maybe was five hours or so. I I think it was much less. Maybe five two, six hours. Wait, so hours. was your flight? Oh, your, really? The flight is... stopped in Iceland. Yes, because yeah, yeah, I think yeah. London right. from Reykjavik is about two hours or maybe three. But it's like not. Maybe it just more felt like long. The time I was spending, like being like, "Wait, is this is this the girl next to me that's yeah, on my program? I Do I say I, something? Do I not?" Okay, I I was in the same situation like you at the second flight where I was um, uh, sitting next to Deza, the uh, another girl from the same program, and I, I had the feeling that it was uh, her because she was also the only one that I had spoken before. On WhatsApp, so oh, yeah, I kind of yeah. had some, you know, familiarity with her, 
But like I, I just waited for her to to make the first move. <laughs> <laughs> See, I remember, I remember getting out my laptop, getting up code, and being like, "Okay, this is a bit obvious. I'm doing coding." Um, <laughs> Was that your cue? <laughs> uh, I also got out my like, you know, the British U.S. Embassy booklet. I remember did, getting did it out and being like, up? "Okay." <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I got it out on like the little tray thing and being like, okay, if she, if she's on the program, she must like okay. recognize it or something. I think I was so then, much in my head at that uh, during that flight because I suddenly uh, got so anxious about it at the airport in London before flying out. So I don't think yeah, yeah. I was noticing anything around me for you know at least for the the first flight. I did eventually be like, I think I remember being like, excuse me, are you are you on the SVIP? Or I, I don't I don't know if I said your name. I don't know if I was like, "Are you Maria?" or what? But um, okay. I, I think I think I introduced I think I introduced myself to you first, um, and this is like three half like halfway or three quarters way through the flight, and then we started talking and being like, "Oh yeah, you know, like classic like computer science shit." Like, "Oh, what, are you front end? Are you back end?" Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> and then the guy next to us, like, then he like butted in and was like. Oh yeah, I work for like the New York Stock Exchange or something like that. And he was like, I do PHP, JavaScript, or whatever. I was like, oh, yeah, yeah, cool, cool. <laughs> and then we started talking. But yeah, I don't, I don't. Yeah, that seems like so so long ago now. Yeah, it does. And that was the worst flights going as well. It was. It was absolutely horrible. And I think the the, the airline that uh, we used for that flight is uh, no longer in business. They, yeah, yeah, it's gone fast. And that, was, that was before COVID nineteen as well. That was like last year sometime. One of the stories I remember you telling me was that someone's seat didn't work or something, or someone didn't have a tray or something. I don't know what your. Oh no, that was my my flight from then from. So we were we used an airline called Wow. W O W. It was literally just Wow. <laughs> Everything. <Yeah. laughs> like it was. You might have liked actually Amish because it was actually oh. no, you wouldn't have. But they had like loads of like puns like yeah. all across the plane uh just and that was the weird. best thing they they did in this company they were so good at uh making coming up with pants that had wow in yeah. them but other than that everything else just sucked all the others yeah so on the flight from iceland to san francisco i guess they were showing off right uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was a stretch it was a stretch it was a stretch um, on the flight from Iceland to San Francisco, I I was now on my own, and we had no there was no t there was no like monitor, so you couldn't like use like watch TV or anything. And then the charger for so then I thought it's fine, I can just use my laptop. And then the socket underneath my chair was just not working, so I couldn't even use my laptop because it was out of charge as well. So I just, that, that flight was, I don't know how long that flight was, six, seven hours, eight hours or something. Yes. And I just literally, I couldn't even sleep as well because I was like quite anxious about moving to a new country. So I just literally remember just sitting there, just staring at the back of the seat in front of me. For and it was just hours. a really horrible flight. While people were just doing like laps off the plane. Out of curiosity, you see, I guess back to like when you had already spoken beforehand on whatever your Facebook group or whatever. Or WhatsApp. No, we didn't. Why? We didn't even have a Facebook group. Oh, okay. So, like, I was thinking, like, why wouldn't you like organize a meetup at the airport beforehand or after landing, or, like one of the two, so that you'd actually interact with each other a bit and be a bit more settled? Was the <laughs> what happened there? I don't know. There were so many things to do at the very last minute before we got oh, okay. to 
to, fl- to the flight. I actually received my tickets maybe three or four days before the flight. I think we delayed the whole like COVID. Wait, you didn't have your visa, I swear. Yeah, I, I didn't have my passport from the visa place from the, until the day before the flight. So I, I I got my I picked up my visa from the pickup place or whatever, and then no, it wasn't from the embassy. It was from you go to the embassy for the interview, and then they sent like a post office and you pick up from a post office or whatever. And then I got it the day before, and then messaged uh, Sophia, who was the person who ran the program at the time, and then she was like, "Great," and then sent me the flight details for the next day because that's when everyone else was traveling. So it was like a massive, a massive rush. And I really wanted to get on that flight and not delay it more because we had like a summer party, like the next, the second day after, first day after arriving. But yeah, how, how did you find the whole year, Maria? So I have a list of things. I made, I made some notes about San Francisco because I really love San Francisco. I think it's a, a lovely city. First of all, just want to mention how I love the architecture. You guys both have been to San Francisco. I don't know if you've ever been to a more beautiful city than that. Because I'm I'm not talking about the like the corporate buildings and the you know the financial district, the center. painted ladies. Apart from the painted ladies, because you, you all know <laughs> how <laughs> how the painted ladies have a, they are so famous for no reason at all. Wait, Why what's the painted ladies again? Okay. Exactly. Exactly. Do you know the the like <laughs> series of houses or like oh, the three that, four houses I was so that confused are like colored. Aaron took me. To, he said that we're taking me to like see some like thing that everyone to see some ladies. See I'm looking for what he's looking at. He's like it's right there. I'm like, what do you mean? He's like, oh, it's exactly. these houses. Oh I'm like, god. Aaron, are you taking a piss? <laughs> oh my god! No, that's really nice. Anyone <laughs> so who's satisfying. listening, Google it. The painted, Google the painted ladies. Well, it's it's famous from a TV show called Full House. Is this a famous TV show? I may have also just been underappreciated of that, considering the stuff I'd maybe already done by that point. So I don't know, like, if I was on you know historics for it. No, there's, there's no like, I don't think there's like any like history behind it. It's just, it's a nice. View, it's literally just four random houses, nothing more. There are so many others that are look exactly the same as those houses, and may I say even better. Like, these are just average, average San Francisco houses. Yeah, There's nothing special the about ladies. them. The they're not even painted. They're not even painted. They they have just a very sad beige color on them. Yeah, Why there are so colorful like, houses around? No, they're, yeah, I thought they're there was colorful. just like one pink, blue, yellow. That's all I remember roughly. But the thing was, yeah, like the only thing that was a bit memorable about them, the why the reason I remember it is because it was on a standard San Francisco hill, like the flipping steep ass hills that happened yeah, for no reason. I was just yeah. like. That's what I remember about it. Yeah, that's very typical of SF. I mean, this the whole. But it had a nice there. view, like above the houses. If you got the right view on, like the park bit, yeah, there was a nice view of like uh-huh. the financial. Yeah, it, you uh, know, district. I, I remember from Bernal Heights, from our balcony, we had pretty much the same view. <laughs> Maybe. Nah, nah. <laughs> and nothing blocking it actually, even better. Because the painted ladies actually yeah, block the view at that <laughs> at that point. <laughs> our, our view from the balcony was good, but uh, yeah. Okay. Anyway, anyway, we we can go, we can argue about the painted ladies all day. Yeah. I think they're beautiful ladies, but it's not the first time Aaron, <laughs> Aaron argues about ladies. No, I'm joking. Okay. <laughs> uh, but other than the painted ladies, yes. I um, other stuff that I have in my list. They are not ordered. They're just randomly ordered here. The Exploratorium, I have to give a special 
mention to that museum. The Exploratorium is a science museum I fell in love with because it just it's it's not a museum. It's just so interactive. It's amazing. It's a, I've been there maybe four times. <laughs> the only museum in my life that I've visited more than once. I don't know. Did you, Hamis, did you did you visit the Exploratorium while you were there? Aaron, did you visit any such? I don't think I visited any museum unless it's not called a museum. No, we we didn't. We didn't. Okay. I just basically went around San Francisco looking at things. I didn't even like. No, I think that's a good thing to do in general. I mean, yeah. museums do not excite me in general, but this one, like, I have to mention it because it's it's very interesting and very like all the um, exhibits in it are interactive, so you actually get to see really amazing stuff. I mean, one of the most amazing things I've seen there, and I like every time I went back, maybe just to to see this again, was. They have this uh, special way of hatching eggs outside of the cell. So you can, like in plastic containers, and they put a lamp on top of the, basically the egg that is outside of the container. And then you can see the the small uh, chicken growing into the yolk. <laughs> but like they, they have this <laughs> this uh, egg in different stages of, um, of its uh, progress. and at the final stage, you can actually see a beating heart in the yolk, which was amazing. Like, anyway, they have really interesting stuff to look at. I really, I highly recommend this museum to everyone who's going to visit. To be honest, I think I had a few museums on my list, but when I sent it to Aaron, Aaron was like, no, nah, you should do these things definitely. And then maybe if you have time, do these extra things. So that's how I, I basically he, did my list. Yeah, so there was no museum might... on that list. But don't blame me for Aaron. I, I was fine with what I ended up seeing anyway. So like, yeah. don't worry. Or not, not, I wouldn't, I think you would have appreciated other stuff more than that. Yeah, I'm not disappointed with whatever I saw. I'm glad you refined that list because that would, I don't think I would have completed that entire list in the time span I was there because of how big it was. Yeah, there's, there's a lot of things to, to do and see. And I don't think museums should be at the top of your list anyway, but this one mm-hmm. I think deserves a special shout out. And then other stuff that I liked was being able to cycle to work every day uh, with a bike sharing program that they have, which was a, a new for me and I, I loved it. Yeah, just like the Boris bike over here. And it's nice because the San Francisco weather allows you to do this because it's like for most of the year, it is a very mild, maybe 16 degrees Celsius temperature that you can cycle at ease without being cold or, you know, really hot to do this. Yeah. Other stuff is uh, other stuff on my list include the Alamo Draft House Cinema. Oh, that is that is a lit place. I agree with that. I think that was yeah, like yeah, that's... one of the best things. I I don't know how many times I went there, even solo. It was like I I didn't used to do that before to just go solo on the at, to watch a movie at the cinema. But that was that became a, a habit of mine. So maybe on a weekend, at, in the afternoon, I'd be like, I'm I feel hungry now. Could you know? Could go out to get a snack, and then I was like, "Let's check Alamo Draft House to see what movies are you know uh, are playing now." And I could get also my lunch there. Yeah, so I'll just say like Alamo Draft House is a it's a cinema, but it's or like a movie theater as you'd say in America, and <laughs> it's it's got table service basically. So between e- each two seats, there's a table, and you can order food and drinks like throughout the film and then people would come and 
basically bring like crawl between the rows and like give you your food and it was like full it was like full like restaurant meals and like alcohol and stuff like that and it was in it was really like nice interior as well like it was kind of like an old theater that's and like instead of the stage they had like a cinema screen which i just you know, thought was really cool i was thinking yeah like just so people understand the alamo draft house and not only is it so the cinema you don't just like by the way just order like and make it like disturb anyone else in the cinema what you do is just you get this card that's on your desk you write on it and then you leave it like standing up there's a thing that you can like kind of like slot it in to make it standing up someone's from somewhere is always watching they see it they come and get it in silence they take the order take the payment and then they come drop off the food like basically there's no disturbance to anyone else and these seats were also massive like i mean like there was so much space in the cinema for such little people and yeah like it's it's a must do if you go to america and there's any animal draft house like go to it yeah it's got a really good policy as well like if you buy a ticket and you can't make it i think i think you can like not refund it but you can exchange it and just go another day so it's got quite cool and the app is really good i really like the app for some reason it's just really well designed which i thought i did in that point um but yeah alamo draft house yeah that was definitely one of my like favorite places to go in san francisco uh well soon list on my list next is grocery outlet <laughs> oh i thought you were going to say that to last unless it's the end actually and i think grocery outlet is the last thing that is actually in san francisco because the last okay. one that i haven't mentioned yet is not in san francisco it's just okay yeah so uh grocery you, you can you can go for grocery outlet do you want to explain yes so for greatness. everyone who has been in San Francisco, they must have noticed how expensive everything is, like how insanely expensive everything is. And groceries is no exception. But there is this, this I don't know, ray of light. This is uh, how I want to describe <laughs> <laughs> grocery outlet. Uh, it, it's, a, it's a supermarket chain, but they, they have a really low prices i cannot explain how because the the difference is just so much uh so big with a more uh, known supermarket chains they're selling expired food for a start that's what they're doing (laughs) (laughs) you know what (laughs) it's nearly expired nearly expired it's it's your fault if you let it (laughs) sit around for (laughs) you know more than a week and then it, it expires in fairness, that was the only place I could get um, proper royal garlic apples from. Even though they were like injected with some shit, that's the only place I could find royal garlic apples in in San Francisco. But, yeah, uh, yeah, grocery outlet, and it's it's only like in and around San Francisco, isn't it? It's not. I think it's, we checked uh, this on I the map, they, didn't we? It, it shouldn't. I don't think it's been around for uh, many years. I mean, it's relatively. It's it's like a startup, you know. It has disrupted the. <laughs> The grocery, <laughs> the grocery market in the Bay Area, but it's it's mostly around the Bay Area, and I think now they just open more and more stores in California. Maybe they're yeah, in the other legend states. is growing. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, uh, I, th- I think actually is, I should read out my uh, my poem. You should definitely do that. You have a poem? Wait. <laughs> yeah. So if you uh, if anyone read my blog on. I read. I wrote a blog post on moving from London to San Francisco, where I listed like uh, some differences and some things that are similar and whatever. Actually, the the 
header photo for that post is actually the painted ladies. So shout out to the painted ladies. <laughs> um, and there, there's a bit on there where I talk about getting foods, uh, getting groceries. So I wrote a little poem to grocery outlet. <clears throat> oh, grocery outlet, look how far we've come. It doesn't make sense to some. I started my journey at Walmart, but back then I wasn't so smart. I came to you in search of food on the cheap. With all my faith, I took the leap. We won't speak of the others, Trader Joe's or Target, for only you are the true bargain market. Lean beef for four ninety nine. Oh, you made my day shine. You may have made me want to go poo, but I will never forget you. The end. Oh, that was great. I, I thought of that in like it five was, minutes as well. It, I was it, it's gassed a decent at that point. I'll give you that. It's a decent, it's yeah, a that's decent good. Rhymes. It's, bit, it's nursery rhymes, but we'll let it go. Um, yeah, yeah. There's actually a photo of me and Maria wrapping grocery outlet t shirts there as well. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that, that, when I saw that, I was just like, these two flipping goons. Like, the, th- the only thing that I think, <laughs> so that apart from the apples, there was that one, do you know that crisp, that dodgy like um, salsa crisp that there was wherever I got you? Um, that's the one of the Sausy times when I realized you can buy expired food without realizing because I didn't check so one packet I got like you know beforehand it was all fine but the next time I bought it um, it was expired because I didn't check because I was just under the impression they saw no more I think you you <laughs> had a 50% chance to get yeah. expired for that grocery outlet you just had you know to look out for it <laughs> Not... but that, that, was, that was a part of the that was a part of the joy of grocery outlet it's, it's all about the risks so the thing is, it's all when... about the risks in life live life on the edge <laughs> now when Aaron sent us there he's like oh go grocery outlet yeah. um, to me and Baxter when we first arrived here so we went there uh, we, we, we're like we're entering this area and the thing and Baxter's like from what is because even Baxter was like what has Aaron sent us to and I'm like bro I don't know but I'm praying it's not the Lidl of San Francisco because I didn't take him seriously at the time. So after we go in I'm, and we come out and then I'm like, okay, surely he's just, we're like, what happened to these other American shops? Here? So I, when we get back home, he's just like, oh yeah, I didn't tell you the other place because this is the best place. I'm like, what do you mean the other places? The other places are like Morrison's and stuff. I'm like, fam, I, do you think I want, do you think we wanted to go, go die on our first day without knowing where, where we are? <laughs> and I'm just like chilling there. Like, I'm like, fam, you sent us to the Lidl in some booky area. <laughs> Hey, there's nothing wrong with little, yeah. And what do you mean, booky area? The we, we were new there, so we weren't sure what dodgy was. So, like, you sent us straight straight to an area that was at least questionable, without showing us the ropes. Okay, fair enough. I think me and Maria <laughs> became a bit probably too obsessed with it, but uh, yeah, it was it was. So a good I think the like the the peak of that obsession was uh, when we we decided that we owed to have a photo shoot at grocery outlet. But like a proper photo shoot with a proper camera and with our grocery outlet t-shirts, just for no reason, just because we had to honor grocery outlet before we left San Francisco. How much did these yeah, uh, t-shirts cost? These grocery outlet t-shirts? They were custom made as well because they don't have a. Yeah. They were custom made. Yes, I mean it wasn't, it wasn't like grocery outlet has a shop that you can <laughs> just order their stuff like t-shirts or something from. But that is funny. I didn't mean just we just had like people like looking at us and they were so confused, like so confused. Yeah, <laughs> I think someone asked someone asked you when we when you were you were buying something and they were like, I think they Are asked you, you if you work it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then Maria was like, No, we just we just big fans. <laughs> <laughs> he 
just, you know, couldn't tell whether I'm joking or not. So he he just, you know, rushed to to get my stuff through. <laughs> it was like, yeah. Bye. I think he did one of those laughs where it's like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, the kind of laugh <laughs> you do when sure. you don't really know if the person is joking or not. So you you just laugh, you know. Okay, so yeah, what's the last thing on your list? Yeah, the last one actually is not in San Francisco, but. It's a Yosemite. Say that it was. It's a place very close to San Francisco, and it's a beautiful place to visit. It was a very memorable short trip that we did there. Yeah, well, you went for Thanksgiving, so it was like quite yes. a popular. I think it was a popular destination for Thanksgiving, um, and that was like the kind of first trip that all of us, apart yeah. from Ellie, kind of had together. I think maybe it's the it's the reason that uh, it really stayed in my mind because it was a, a very unique experience, you know, being in the states and also you know traveling around, having a road trip there. Because I think road trips yeah, yeah. in the states are really they are uh, iconic for a reason because it's it's I, it feels so much different to to have a road trip there and in Europe. It's just because the roads are so massive, so yeah. it seems like you're I don't know. It just feels like you're driving into nowhere. I guess. Or driving for ages. For like hours. Know. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah. For ages. That that was uh, my feeling, that you could drive in a straight line for ages. Like hours at <laughs> the time. Yeah. But yeah, Samiti was like a really beautiful place. And we also did Lake Tahoe towards the end, I think. You also did Lake Tahoe before that as well. Yes. Did you prefer Yosemite? I liked I liked Yosemite more because of the, the camp that we stayed. Because mm-hmm. it was a very rustic camp with a yeah. tent and like everything was in the woods but um in in lake tahoe it feels very not industrialized but like you know there are big uh, hotels and casinos and and stuff that yeah you don't get the feeling that you are in the nature if you are staying in uh, south lake tahoe which i think is the the biggest uh, village around there yeah okay i mean and we were staying in like some 30 room mansion as well when we were in Tahoe so it probably didn't feel like we were camping (laughs) that much it was just it wasn't bad like just chilling (laughs) chilling in the hot tub or something you didn't mention boba boba as well yeah was a a great addiction of mine I I I believe I had withdrawal systems uh symptoms when I I got back here because it's uh it's not so common and over there it's just you know you can find so good boba all around you just you know what what was boba what boba is the um, what, what is it i think it's called name? bubble tea here bubble tea yes oh, bubble tea. yeah okay. i think i saw a picture and did you make it yourself yes back home? <laughs> i actually bought it a uh, wholesale so i have a uh, three kilograms a uh, bag of boba <laughs> which i can you know i stored it and now i have a uh, i have my stash now i don't need <laughs> to buy it How's the plans of opening up your own boba shop? It really it didn't go down well with uh, the coronavirus. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, I guess not. Uh, no, it wasn't something I was planning to do uh, in the short term. But I, I was thinking about it because it's there are not so many there's not so much competition in from other boba places in Athens. So I think I would have a shot. Yeah, yeah, probably. Yeah, and then I guess what about on like the tech side? So San Francisco, like the reason we all all really came to San Francisco was because of the tech part of things. Yeah, yeah, I I, I loved this opportunity. I love that I had it because for me, it um, I discovered this uh, ad 
let's say, or more like a, an information email from our career center at uh, Southampton, where I used to study at the time when I learned about the SBIP program. And I was like, hey, why not? Like, I'll, I'll try it. But then it ended up being a whole year there and uh, working at the software company, uh, which I'm, I'm still working with them remotely now. But uh, I learned so much because of just, you know, just the, the atmosphere around you. People are, you, you, you meet a lot of people in tech and, uh, you know, everybody has this feeling of uh, being at the center of innovation and all the new stuff that come about. You, you hear people discuss about it. So I think it's a, it's a great place to be just from the influence that you receive from your environment. And it puts yeah. you into this mindset of actually trying to learn more, trying to meet people that are working on interesting projects and stuff. It's definitely something I, di I didn't experience before I worked there. You've lived in quite a few different countries now, haven't you? So you've got Greece, you came to England to study. Uh, you also worked at CERN for a while, right? Yes. And then San Francisco as well. Yeah, I did my bachelor here. Uh, before uh, finishing up my bachelor, I had an internship at CERN, which is in, in the border of between France and Geneva. So I, stay, I stayed there for a year, then came back in Athens, finished my studies. How was, how was the internship at CERN? It was a cool place to be as well. It was the first time that I was uh, working abroad. So that was also a very unique experience for me. The, the fact about CERN is that it's like a, a very big corporation, but because it's not commercial, it's about research, like the pace that you, you are working is different. Like people are more uh, free to, how can I say, to pursue scientific interests that are not directly related to making profit. So maybe okay. like the pace of work is not as fast as you are usually accustomed in the in a company that is trying to you know survive to acquire new clients and the, yeah. the, the stress levels are definitely not the same as in a commercial company did you did you quite like that aspect to it i liked it but the fact that i didn't like in my, in that internship was that i was a my my project for the year was basically doing software testing which is not something that I enjoy so much. And I had to do it for a year. And also the team that I was working with, all of them, apart from my supervisor, were engineers of other specializations like mechanical engineers, electrical engineers, and different uh, specialties. So I wasn't part of a team, which I think didn't help me learn as much from other people I interacted with. And mm -hmm. I was also the only girl in that team, which also didn't was was not helping me to actually you know come very close to other colleagues. They were also much mm -hmm. older than me at the point at that time. So okay. it it was a good uh, when it comes to to the lifestyle and other activities. But I think as a like the kind of work that I did there. I don't really miss it. I, I'm happy that I moved on to to other more interesting jobs after that. Yeah. And how was like Geneva as a place? Geneva as a place is very international. 
which is good if you are as well a visiting uh, employee or student there. Because if there are a lot of international people in a, in a place, they tend to be more open to socialize with each other. So I felt that uh, that was that made it much easier for me to be there and meet new people and do new stuff. Because everybody's, you know, just new there. They're trying to make friends. Geneva as a place is a, it's a beautiful city. It's, a, it's also expensive. I was living uh, on the French side of the border, which was uh, slightly cheaper. But I, I remember I was paying around 700 euros for a room in a shared flat per month. 700 okay. euros. Yeah. It's still much cheaper than San Francisco. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so you had the internship there, and then you went back and finished off your bachelor's in Greece. Yes. Yeah, and then then went to Southampton, right? Yep. Uh, I like that I, I did this, the master there, because when it comes to the quality of the studies, I don't think it's much better than what I would have experienced in a Greek university, for example. But when it comes to the experience that you you get from your studies over there, it's much better because of the infrastructure. Like the, the I love the library, for example, and I think it's a common thing for uh, universities in the UK to have, like to to make the libraries or other places where you can study places where you like to be and spend time in. I don't know if it's okay. So for me. I really noticed that because it's so much different than the the uni back in Greece. Yeah. I definitely remember before going to university being like, oh, the library seems like such a cool place. But then as, well, for us anyway at Warwick in computer science, we probably barely ever used the library. I used it for food. (laughs) I don't know what you're on. I've never used it. Well, there's also the thing is the floor two chirps, wasn't it? For who? Did you not hear floor two chirps? Oh, was this when Warwick Love created? No, no. So it was known as if you if you went to the library and if you went to floor two of the library, you were there to chirps, not to work. That's <laughs> why it was called floor two chirps. <laughs> no, no, that, that definitely wasn't what I did. You but, could um, tell because I'd never heard of this one. <laughs> how did you not hear that? Hear that? I don't know. Um, yeah, anyway. Um, no, but in computer science, we had the computer science like labs and the rooms. So we always just, we were there pretty much 99% of our time instead of the library. Yeah, I think I, I count the the lab and the library as like a similar place to be because it's a place you go to study or to work on your project. So I just like that they offer these kind of spaces where you went there and focus on one thing without, you know, having to think about space or noise or, you know. In Greece, you don't have libraries. Is that what you're saying? Actually, we do have libraries, but for example... I can speak for the university that I studied in. It's located in a very in a classical building, and let's say that in total it may have eight thousand students across all departments and years. But it has a library that can only accommodate maybe sixty or seventy students at a time. So it's not really usable that you. Mm. You can you can't use it actually. There are the other libraries in different parts of the city where you can you have access to as a student, but it's not really convenient that you 
you know, move away, maybe 40 minutes away from, from your uni to go to a library that's in a different part of the city and study over there. Because Athens is a huge city. It's not like everything is next to each other. Yeah, so for me, it was a new that I, I had this this option of uh, going to the library whenever I wanted. Also, that the library stayed open like 24 hours, close to yeah, yeah. Uh, the, the exams. I, I mean, I don't know. I, I love this uh, part of uh, my studies in the in the UK. I don't know. If I spent maybe more than one year, I would, I would have grown maybe, you know, bored of that, like not so amused. But for the, the, the first year, that, that one year that I spent there, I really appreciated that, that. Also, like, kind of touching on something you mentioned a bit earlier, in, like, being the only female at CERN um, or in, like, your kind of group. What kind of, like, made you get into that kind of field and, like, tech? Yes. For me personally, I think it just came a bit naturally because uh, of all the subjects that I studied in my bachelor's, the, the ones that in had to do with uh, programming, I found them, you know, the, like the easiest to work on, even though I had to spend time or, you know, study hard to, to pass them. I, I didn't mind so much spending time working on subjects like this. So I, I just realized that it came naturally out of me working in, into this. When, when was this? Like, when was the first time you kind of... I would say kind of like the first first semester of uh, bachelor's. In, okay, in so it was school, still at university. Yes. So high school, we only did one course related to computer science, which was which we, we never touched uh, actual, you know, uh, editor, code editors, or, you know, we never ran code. We just uh, okay. wrote down pseudocode on, on paper at, at high school. I had like the first experience with uh, actual programming in, in the uni, in, at uni. And I just realized okay. that I could roll with it. Were there a lot of uh, like girls in your school who kind of followed the same route? In uh, my undergraduate degree, there I think the the percentage was uh, 50-50. 50% girls, 50% guys. Oh, really? Yes, but that was only because that program was not a, a pure computer science program. It was a mixed degree of management science and a bit of computer science. So if you looked at the computer science program, like the same the same level, it would have been maybe 15% girls and 85% guys in the in a class, which is very typical, I think, for computer science. Yeah, I think ours was, what, like 95% guys, 5% girls? 95%? Yeah. Well, I think, yeah, because well, I, I think it was like 100 people in a year it must have only been about five girls, I think. And those reduced, obviously, as we went through the three years. Really? You had girls that dropped out of the course before the three years were Switch. over? Or they were just nowhere to be seen. But then in the right. masters, when the, like, I guess the postgrad masters joined in, the ratio did increase because I guess they did still count as fourth year because the undergrad fourth year would be mixed with the postgrad masters. So the ratio was better then, but it was still okay. not too amazing of a ratio i see in the below years though that it did improve quite significantly basically that's what it must be like going to know yeah i think i think it will i think it'll keep improving where there are any times so we did speak about this a bit in deja's episode and like being a, a female in tech how has that been for you like have you experienced any like negativity in regards to that at all 
or has it been necessarily like tougher in any aspects? Okay, the only the only incidents that I that come to my mind now that were like in your face, <laughs> sexism, something like that, was uh, at my at my time at CERN during my time at CERN, I was in a team with you, mostly older guys. All of them were thirty and above, and I was like twenty two. We had these coffee breaks, and we were all sitting around a, like a sitting place with a coffee table in the middle, yeah. and there were you know small talk was going on and he would say these things from time to time that were in my opinion not so appropriate because he would make comments like i, I sent my wife to pick up to pick uh, this gift for my friend because uh, she would know about the size she should buy she's like a, i'm not a woman women know about these things and everybody would immediately turn their heads and look at me to see how i reacted that comment (laughs) but but i just think that this guy just couldn't change anymore because he lived his whole life working in a male-dominated sector and he he was not used to uh, having to collaborate with a female like I, i couldn't feel a member of that team because also because of age but because of gender as well because it just felt that i was a kind of my own and then the rest of the team together uh during that time. Can't teach an old dog new tricks. Yeah, yeah, I agree with that. I, I think this guy also had spent some time in the colonies. <laughs> he was Belgian. <laughs> but, and uh, his parents, I think they lived in, in an African country while they were still uh, colonies. So okay. I, I'm pretty sure that like his whole you know worldview was a bit fucked up. Maybe he, he fixed a lot of that during the years, but there were still some remains. <laughs> yeah, I wonder what he's the, doing now. I, I don't dead. know. Probably that he's, he's very old. <laughs> so moving on from that, you mentioned earlier that uh, you're now working remotely. Yes. Um, well, I guess we all are kind of because of uh, yeah, coronavirus. Um, but you're actually re- working remotely like since you've uh, been back in Greece for the startup you're working at in San Francisco. How was that? So how was that like before? Uh, first of all, it was a very new thing to me. I, I didn't have any remote uh, work experience before. So at first, I think that like the, the first thing that I realized was how there are so many myths around remote work. You know, this I think this is a very um, uh, common idea we have about a remote worker being, uh, you know, chilling at a beach with uh, a cocktail by his side, working at his laptop, for example. A lot of people have this idea that people have this idea that you are free to work from anywhere you want, which is not really true because you have to be in a place where the internet connection is reliable and probably you won't get that to uh, random uh, cafes around your house. You need to have some peace and quiet around you so you can concentrate. Same thing you can't get that in uh, random cafes or you know uh, outside uh, places. So. Uh, I found it challenging in the beginning because I I wasn't very prepared, like uh, didn't have the the equipment I needed. For example, I didn't have a proper headset, which made calls not so great in the beginning. But as the as the time passed, I I think I adjusted very well to it. It's it's getting better now. It's actually better because everybody is remote, so. You know, people now face the same challenges that I faced in the beginning. And I think now uh, the communication has improved because 
when most of the team is working together in one place, there's a lot of communication that's happening, you know, naturally. Just you just turn to your to the person sitting next to you, you discuss something. And maybe the, the people around you also know about it. But I, I wasn't aware of a lot of uh, things that were being discussed. And now I think this has changed. Yeah. And how's it, um, how's it been in Greece? So I actually saw an article, an article the other day from Bloomberg. And I've got it here. And it says that, so Greece imposed several social distancing measures at a much earlier stage of its epidemic than other Southern European countries. For now, this swift reaction has helped Greece avoid the tragic healthcare crisis that richer states are facing and there's like a massive kind of thread i think it's from bloomberg it's titled greece shows europe how to handle a pandemic yes i think so i think greek authorities had a great motivation not to let a coronavirus uh, the coronavirus spread grow out of hand because they knew that the healthcare system is just so crappy that it couldn't handle i really We couldn't handle the pressure better than Italy in comparison to Italy. And Italy is like the the worst uh, hit country from coronavirus, which is like it's not a very rich country. You'd expect that their healthcare system is not as strong maybe as Germany's, for example. And I think Greece would have been in a much worse. So what is kind of the, what are the current rules in place in Greece? So are you in total lockdown? Can you leave so, the house? Uh, the first uh, businesses that uh, were ordered to, to shut down were cafes and restaurants and theaters, cinemas, all this kind of um, like an entertainment place places. Yeah. And uh, that was before the first death uh, from coronavirus was recorded in Greece. So I think that's w- that's why people believe that. Uh, the lockdown measures in Greece had a better effect than in Italy or Spain, for example, just because they were imposed before the first uh, recorded uh, death from yeah, yeah, that's, from that's that pretty disease. good. So they actually managed to pause, I would say, the spread of of uh, corona in the population. And after yeah. that, like uh, commercial uh, shops followed. So, for example, electrical places that sell electrical stuff, or malls, or gyms, mm-hmm. and the only businesses that are still open are grocery stores, pharmacies, you know, the the bare necessities, basically. Okay, yeah, and, so it's it's like same as here. Yeah, but I think the difference is that here it's very strict when it comes to uh, how they restrict movement of people so to go out of the house basically you have to text a designated number for that purpose with a a code that is uh, that represents the reason you're going out so basically you would send you would text six for exercise or two for going for groceries and etc like there are six or seven different codes that you can use for and who do you text this to it's it's just a, a five digit number, so you okay. you just have to have this evidence of here. Like if if some police officer stops you, you have to show this. Yeah. Like, and also you have to include your address. So for example, if you're found ten miles away from your home and the reason that you went out was exercise, 
this is not going to go down well. <laughs> Could we <laughs> and, go for like a really long run? You know? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> no, I don't think it's uh, going to be believable. So, and is there are, any restrictions on like how many texts you can send? I'm not sure about that, but I I believe that if you send out ten times a day that you're going to for exercise outdoors, yeah. I think at some point you will stop receiving back this uh, the confirmation that they received the message. Okay, you're okay. you're good to go. So if you are indeed uh, got caught outside without a good reason, then yeah. they find you for 150 euros <laughs> at a time, which is a very high fine for Greece's uh, standards. So I think a lot of okay. people, you know, uh, think twice before they try to you know to break this rule it would it would be quite funny if like you you texted say as one to go for a, a run or something i text this number with one and it so it comes back with like confirmation being like okay yes. cool you're good yeah something like that and if it. i text it again it's just like nah mate you've already tried it <laughs> once today <laughs> yeah, i think we could have you know personalized it a bit more because now i don't i don't i think it wouldn't uh, respond to you after you send the same code like yeah. six or seven times in a day. But it would have been funny if they uh, personalized the messages. <laughs> have you guys been told of any sort of plan to lift lockdown or to yes. ease the restrictions at all? So I know that um, it's going to be like that, like everything is going to be shut down, uh, restaurants, cinemas, other shops apart from supermarkets until the 4th of May. And after that, I believe that we would we will not be um, have to send out messages, text messages before we leave the house. So, you know, movements will be free again. <laughs> and, yeah. But restaurants will still be closed until June, I think. It's it's a very unique uh, experience the whole lockdown. I think uh, it will change a lot of stuff even after it's over. Because habits like you know hugging your friends when you meet them or kissing people on the cheek to greet them. It's just not going to happen anymore because everybody's just so terrified uh, of a... Uh, I don't know. I, I've heard people say it, but I don't, that only be... I think it'd only be like that in the short term. I think in the long term, it will pretty much be back to normal. But you know that they say it's going to be around next winter as well because it, unless we get the vaccine for it, it's not going to go away. It's also not... No one, there's no confirmation yet that if you've had it once that you can't get yeah, it again yeah. as well. So like, that's according to like the BBC articles on NHS. I was, what is it? World Health Organization. So yeah. there's no point because I think they said stop issuing passports to essentially people that are saying that they've already had it once so they're not going to get it because no one has any confirmation of if it reoccurs. So we could be, we don't know how long we could, <laughs> this is going to go on for. Do you, do you guys uh, have any information on how long the lockdown is going to last? No, we, we've got uh, fuck all, really. I mean, I, I was always expecting it to be like basically till September anyway. So I've been prepared for this for quite a while. <laughs> so um, they said it was meant to be 12 weeks anyways. But if you remember, they said it, the at least the people who work on the vaccines were like, it could take one and a half years for a vaccine. So yeah, but obviously that doesn't consider the factor that you can still get it. So basically... Everything's gonna change no matter what. So basically, I'm hoping that I want to go to some of the concerts I have lined up, but I'd rather just not go through this entire shenanigans. The only thing I'd like different to be fed during lockdown is just I want banana tree to at least be in delivery range for me, so I could get some banana tree. 
Banana Tree's a restaurant. Really. Oh, yeah, some yeah. In, uh, okay. Indo-Chinese um, place. To be honest, I, I think we're doing a right thing in not telling, not yeah. saying a date or a timeline. Because I see this, so every day at 5pm we have the 10 Downing Street, the Prime Minister's like little news briefing. And then all the journalists are always asking, oh, this, but this country have told their uh, citizens that they can start to have like restrictions on this date and this date. But like, say we do give a date and then for some reason or another, things get worse and we've told everyone this date and then we have to like go back on that date. I think it's not, that's not going to be any good. Like people are just going to riot and stuff. Yeah. With our country, it's especially retarded because no one was, everyone is just like not even following the current restrictions fully also. So like if you tell them that it's going to be up, uplifted, um, like in inverted quotes, yeah, then it's just going to be out of control. So they may as well just keep saying, it's coming soon. Like, you know, like my website, yeah. it's coming soon. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it never yeah, another thing is that, uh, I don't know, have you noticed how people got really paranoid? I mean, random strangers out in the street. Because uh, because of, the, of being bombarded with news about it all day, I think people are in a state of mind where every little thing is just maximized and you know when yeah. you randomly touch someone by 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 accident in the street and they they will they will turn around terrified being like, yeah or if, if you're in the street and you cough no, not that but you know like when you bump into someone by accident because this happened to me in the supermarket i was uh, you know looking mm-hmm. for some stuff in, in the aisles and there was a lady standing there i didn't see her i didn't calculate her position very well so i bumped into her accidentally well, and it to me as a part so the jokes on her anyways <laughs> yeah anyway do, I do just... you have that thing where you have to be two meters apart from people like in the supermarket yeah yeah but it's it's not easy to adhere to because like you're is, is, are there queues going out of the supermarket yes that that's uh, something that's happening okay imagine the queues outside grocery outlet fucking hell <laughs> <They're Massive. even laughs> mental um that, that that would be a sight to behold. One thing I uh, think's been cancelled this year is Love Island, or probably cancelled. Wait, wasn't wasn't there going to be a a winter season of Love Island? Yeah, year? there was. That that's been that, that's done already. Yeah, yeah, that was in January. Yeah, in Did South Africa, watch- it wasn't that good. So, so Love Island, something I got Maria and uh, the rest of, or some some of the rest of our house into. Uh, in San Francisco, um, Hamis, were were you watching Love Island? Because I see you, you shaking of, your head. Of course, you know I wasn't. The the one time I kind of put up with it before we had to go do something was in your living room. I don't remember what we were doing after, but we had to just put up with it for like the time being. So I was just trying to do everything in my power to just cope with having to sit there through it. I just think Love Island is underappreciated for what it is. Love Island is dead. <laughs> <laughs> so have you have you heard of um a new show on Netflix called Too Hot to Handle, Maria? No. I don't know if it would be on Greece's uh Netflix. Um I've heard of it. Is it a similar concept? Yeah, so it's so they're on instead of being on an island, they're at a retreat. Yeah. So you've got these I think it was ten people, I think five guys, five girls were all sent to this retreat which is kind of like a, this really like by the beach. It's a really nice like 
beautiful place they're staying in or whatever. And these 10 people, they're here for the first day and yeah, they're all like mingling or whatever. And then at the end of the first day, there's this like device that's almost like an Alexa. Yes. Um, but it's called Lana. And this Lana controls the show. Yeah. So at the end of the first day, they basically like, okay, now you've had your fun and you mingled and all that. There's now $100,000 up for grabs, which is going to be split by everyone at the end. This $100,000. Yeah. So, but the catch is everyone is banned from having sex, kissing, and like making any kind of like sexual kind of like contact or anything. And then these, these, everyone in there is like so much worse than on Love Island. Like they just want to like get with each other, everyone on there. But every time they disobey one of these rules, so if they kiss someone, money yeah. gets taken away from that $100,000 okay. um, pot. And that's split between everyone. So if you, if someone, so, uh, so people there, so there were people there who were just like, I don't give a fuck about the money. I just want to like get with this girl or the girl just wants to get with this guy. So then there was this guy and this girl who like started kissing. Spoilers. And then this, yeah, spoiler alert. And then this Lana this Alexa kind of device, Lana, got everyone into like the living room and then was like, this person and this person uh, disobeyed the rules. 3,000 pounds has been deducted from your thing. And then everyone there is just like fuming because they've now lost out yeah. on three. They basically cost them 3,000 pounds to have yeah, a kiss. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then there's one, one couple, and okay, another spoiler, they actually, the same couple, they ended up, sleeping with each other and then they lost 20,000 pounds from that <laughs> oh my uh, God, jackpot. This, okay so this sounds so stupid because Aaron so if they yeah. make it to the end without having any sexual contact with other people in the in the show then that means that yeah. everyone will get Gets their share 10, from 000. the money yeah yeah, yeah. but they, wait wait how many people as well I think it started off with 10 and then one one girl got kicked out because she wasn't... So the whole show is meant to be like, you're supposed to prove that you can make a connection with someone without just like sleeping with them. You're supposed to get to know them. That's that's kind of the kind of gist of the show. And there was one girl who was kicked off because she wasn't making any personal progress in her life. <laughs> and basically she just was, she just hated everyone there. So she just got kicked off for being a grump, basically. Okay. Um, that was quite funny. And then there was there was two there was a guy there who was just like I don't give a shit about the money. I just want to like sleep with this girl, or whatever. So he got kicked off. And yeah, so I think it ended up being ten people at the end. But how are they getting kicked off? Is is Lana kicking them off? Yeah, yeah. Oh. The La- Lana's just like, <laughs> see you later, mate. <laughs> you on your bike? Yeah, but that's it's quite a interesting. Uh, it's quite a funny concept. Like some of them are. It's it's stupid. Like some of them are really stupid. They give Essex a bit of a bad name. There's a couple of people in there, but um, is it? Yeah, is I, it, it's, it's a British show again. It's a British show. This one. Um. So there was there's not everyone's British on the show. So I well, I wasn't too sure to be honest. It's on a UK Netflix, so I'm not sure if it's on a US Netflix. So yeah, I'm not sure. But 
if if you liked Love Island, I'd I'd say give it a yeah. See if this you is give this it sounds a watch. like a, a futuristic version of Love Island. What you're describing, having Lana you know, decide what what what's your fate in the game. It wasn't like split over three months as well. It was just one Netflix series, which is like eight yeah. or it was like eight or ten episodes. I have a um, question about um, last year's Love Island. Is yeah. do you know if any of the couples that made it to the end are still together? For example, Tommy and Molly May. Oh yeah, they're they're still together. They are. I'm sure. Yeah, yeah, I think she she's actually doing like really well for like herself, like in terms of like business and like influencer. <laughs> yeah. yeah, influencing. I think she's actually. I think she's apparently doing really well. I guess I guess that kind of can switch that up to. I remember we going through Love Island. There were so many things that to like kind of explain to you a lot of like maybe inside English kind of humor and especially like certain phrases. Yeah, it would be nice if Love Island came with subtitles. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I remember as well when you when you first uh, when we first met. I remember you saying that you pretty much didn't understand a word I was saying. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and the thing is, when I first met, I. I was pretty sure I was trying really hard not to speak in any sort of accent or use any kind of like slang terms. But I remember giving you a bit of a, a crash course. I'll give you a bit of a quiz. Yes. So I'll, I'll say the ones that I remember teaching you. Yes. First word, as you said, was peng. Yes. Uh, that means uh, basically um, sexy or attractive, right? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, I'm I'm not sure if you can say that a guy is bang or is it just for girls? Yeah, yeah, you can, I think. Do you remember skein? No. That's hard. Do you have a definition for this, Amish? Yeah, it's basically like saying, okay, cool. Or like, it's like someone okay. just told you something. It's like, oh, it's not, oh, that's what I mean. It's like, I get it. Well, I don't know how to define it because you know. After looking at this list, I realized how little you may have understood me when I was talking. Then you may have just been nodding your head <laughs> during that one week in San Francisco. In San Francisco. <laughs> That's also probably true. <laughs> okay, there's there's chirps. Yes. Okay, I know this. Um, this is a uh, flirting, right? This is flirting with someone. Yeah. 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 I yeah. think that's okay. That's Aaron does a lot of this. Fine. Um, we all, he's world famous. At, at the library, yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, floor two it's chaps. Like it's, it's on my it's on my LinkedIn. It's still on my LinkedIn as a it's still uh, skill. In your... <laughs> yeah. Um Okay. Raw. Okay. I know roughly what this means, but I'm not sure I can come up with a, a good definition for it. So I would say that Can you like, use it in a sentence? Um if well, I like someone really if I like something, like it would be that's raw. That's like, can I, can I, I could describe a party like that, could I? If, so if the party was really good. Basically, the best way to do it is just, it's just another way of saying, wow. That's the, the easiest way to ah. explain okay. it. So. Yeah. So it's, it's quite universal, Ra. I feel like you can use it in many, many contexts. I said it earlier. Today. I'm pretty sure I said it in this podcast. Yeah, you did. I, I remember <laughs> you saying that. Probably when I said Kim Jong-un died and you're like, raw. <laughs> so that was the name of his surgeon. No, I'm joking. Um, <laughs> um, no, no, sorry. Okay, this this is a uh, Hamish's. 
Oh, look, Bro. for the definition of this word, I actually put Hamish Lackmane. Um, <laughs> uh, waste, waste man. Ah, um, it's like a, a loser. or Yeah, kind of. Yeah, I, I think we can accept that. That's fine. Do you, uh, Hamish, do you, do you have anything to say to our... I mean, I'm not a waste man. <laughs> yeah, no. <laughs> I mean, I don't think I'm a loser, so it's, I'm fine, I'm fine with it. I understand that no, waste I man think... is the common running joke, so I, I'm fine with it because I don't get offended by it, so it doesn't really matter to you, right? But I, I don't know who started... I, I did waste man, but I don't know who started waste man, like, on you. The only one that I would think would be TK, but I think you may have actually created that entire thing. No, you know what happened? Yeah, I think you were inspired. I mean, I'll take it. I think you were inspired by the Bugsy Malone song called Waste Man when you were standing for Chip. Maybe. I think you just liked the I'm not a waste man, that's not me. Oh, act like a waste man, that's not me. Yeah, that Um, was also part of it. Yeah. Okay, and the the last word I've got here is ops. Ah, ops. It's like the opposition, the the, the enemy gang. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Like Trader Joe's or Walmart. Exactly. Yeah, this is what I had in mind. Actually, that's how I remember. <laughs> yeah, I, d- I don't know. I can't remember if I taught you any more. Okay. The the other one that I remember is Peak. Is oh yeah, I can't believe I didn't have yeah Peak. Oh Peak. Oh. Do you remember what that meant? Yeah, that's uh, something really unexpected. You're surprised by something and it's Peak. Yeah, it's like that's a bit shit usually. Like, like yeah. oh Kim Jong Un died. Oh that's Peak. What's the definition? Or cr- coronavirus is Peak. Coronavirus is peak. It's yeah, so peak like, times. It's that's a bit shit. Is basically the way I'd say it. Like that's a bit crap. You know. Mm, okay. That's my definition of it. It's the easiest way to explain it to people. Okay. If you don't understand that. Like, uh, <laughs> you're a lost cause. That's uh, yeah, that's UK UK slang 101. You taught me some uh, Greek Greek slang. I think. Did you? Yeah. I, I remember slang. that you you wanted. To learn these phrases, to use them with your local uh, fish and chips. Yeah, yeah. Or My fish and chips boss man. Yeah, your boss man at yeah. the fish and chips shop. Boss man, because he was Greek. <laughs> Wait, so did you... uh, boss man's another slang term, by the way. I mentioned it before, but I don't think you heard me. Okay. So, yeah. Well, what was who's boss man? So boss man is your fish and chips guy. Yeah, yeah, kind of. <laughs> but he's, he's like <laughs> he's Usually also the Uber like, driver. Yeah, yeah. Anyone <laughs> that's like. Like usually a fast food, any kind of fast food person like over the till or like any taxi, not a taxi driver it has to be like a specific, I think it, for Uber drivers, it's like an Asian descent for sure. It has to be some sort of, it has to be non, I guess, what is it? Like what would it be? Like, I think it has to be like some sort of Asian or non-white. Ah, so is it related to nationality as well? I thought it was more uh, related I, I don't to think... profession. You wouldn't necessarily find a white boss man. By white, I mean like I, I, by by I white. Wait, just to clarify. Is, by white, I mean like fully like origin does in UK at some point. Yeah, I, I don't know if that's like strictly correct. But Aaron, so. you you mentioned that like in San Francisco, you would call bossman your Uber driver from time to time. Did you only yeah, yeah. use it uh, when the driver was Asian, or just like uh, regardless of? I, I said it if they deserved that level. If they of had status. an accent, if they had an accent that wasn't like American or English, he said it, and then that was his. That was if, his. If logic. they if they gave me a good ride, a good Uber ride, and <laughs> I enjoyed my ride with them, <laughs> very carefully, <laughs> then they they were boss man. I see. I see. 
Uh, and I, I know someone who doesn't like that term. I think I, I, think I get um, the concept of Bosman, more or less. I don't know if yeah. I, so if I what, never dare to use this word, but I can understand what it means. So is that Sisu Psilemu? Almost, almost. I don't know how well that comes over on the audio. It's, uh, okay, like uh, I can just uh, correct you. So no, Ya, ya Melena Aaron. Yes, that's that's Psisu Psilemu. <laughs> yes. <laughs> what does that mean? Uh, it's hi, my name is Aaron, and Psisu Psilemu. It's like you're, you're trying to convince someone to do something. It's like, come on, man, come on. <laughs> Doesn't really mean anything in in if if it's out of context. But if you were trying to convince me to like to to go somewhere, you wanted. A company with you, and I was like, "Nah, I'm like not not feeling Bro. it." Like, "Sisupsilemu." Like, wait, so which on, one? Man. What's then? Ola kala manmu. Wait, how do I say that <laughs> one? Wait, how do I say the common man one? Sisupsilemu. Uh, Sisupsilemu. <laughs> like literally, this, this means a uh, grillit tall man. Which <laughs> doesn't make any sense when you, you know, so literally translate. Sea soup. Wait, what? Sea soup. I think Aaron has it um, uh, written down in Latin characters so he can share it with you. So you, you know. Wait, I can't read Latin. Latin. I mean Latin. What do you mean? That, 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 that is, that is, that's true to be fair. Hamish can't read. <laughs> <laughs> wait, wait. What when when she means Latin, she means like the alphabet. <laughs> not not ancient Latin. Oh, so wait. But it's, it's true still. Csep. <laughs> wait, wait. What was it? Csep. Salut. Csep. Salut. I'll I'll put in the chat. Hey, Aaron, did you ever I'll use this it. phrase with your fish and chips person? I'm not gonna lie. You did. I got up to the counter, paid, and then bottled it. <laughs> wait, di- wait. Did you actually use it or not? I didn't get that. He did no, it. He, no, oh yeah, he bottled it. it means that he basically flopped it or he messed up. He like he like panicked okay, or okay. broke down in the scenario. <laughs> okay, so I think I think that was a a, a good uh, option <laughs> that you <laughs> that you took there because this doesn't mean anything when you just say this to someone without context. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, plus <laughs> moon. No, no, no. <laughs> That's worse than what you said before. <laughs> Okay, to be to be fair, this is not a very useful phrase. To Wait, know. Maria, could you say it again, please? I just want to know what it sounds like. Sisupsilemu. Sisupsilemu. Okay, cool. Yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't think I use it that often myself, <laughs> to be honest. And then what was it's like, hola, kala, manmu? Uh, yeah, everything, everything's fine, my man. But it's like, oh, yeah, man, man, man no, no, it's like man oh. when you talk to a friend or something, you know. It's not a. It's a more okay, when you yeah, talk yeah. to a guy friend. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very informal. It's okay. No, I don't think cool. the, the phrases that I taught you are very standard, though. It's like a, phrases that I find no, that's, funny that's to use fine. in conversations. That's, with, that's good. With friends. None of the phrases we taught you are very. Actually, they've probably become standard, but yeah, yeah, they're not like Raw English dictionary kind of words. Mm, okay. Yeah, I think. Um, was there anything else you wanted to touch on, or should we start uh, rounding up? Wait, I did want to before we carry on. So, Mar- 
Maria was there for the stripper incident um, as she was Aaron's housemate and she had approved of it beforehand. She actually recorded a video and she's we hand shook on a deal that she was meant to basically hand over the video that she had to me when she left San Francisco. So the day that obviously Aaron landed in the UK, I dropped her a message expecting this video to come through. She didn't send it. She broke that deal. Yes, I just want to remember that she's, <laughs> she's super snaky. I'm waiting, waiting, still waiting for this video. Because... You know what? I think the only reason I agreed to send you that video was because you were pushing so hard for it. And I was like, I, I'll say this so you leave me alone. <laughs> I'm going to report you Classic. to Donald Trump <laughs> for violating the strippers' policy. But I know you sent it to Aaron. I know Aaron's never going to hand it over to me, so I I need the I need the copy. I thought that at least he he let you watch it. Hamish, if this episode gets one thousand listens, oh my days! <laughs> I'll give it to you. Hamish, I think this oh, is no, something okay. you can if you can push 1, for. Like 000. you can. <laughs> okay, yeah, okay. I'll I'll make it more. Campaign it for more it. Re- uh, let's see. What, did you even make a campaign for it? I don't know, like spread it on social media or try really hard to make okay, it happen. If... I think it's possible that you get 1,000 listeners and then you get the video that you so much want. It's 1,000 <laughs> listeners. Do you know how much? Okay, that okay is? no, no. If, if this post on Instagram gets 50 or more likes... <laughs> that's so... That's like... That, that, that's, my, that's my terms. If, if this post on Instagram gets 50 likes, I will send you the video off the stripper and myself (laughs) (laughs) Hamish so if if anyone listening wants Hamish to have that video then go to our Instagram no I'm more than happy to provide a copy if we get to this as well so (laughs) okay no no okay actually they they also have to follow the page as well so they can't just go to the post and like it they have to follow it and like it (laughs) I'm it's like a giveaway. Just... It's like a very twisted giveaway. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the giveaway will be the video. Uh, I'm just warning you all now. The video is probably not as juicy as you probably think it yeah, is. Yeah, yeah. It's just I'd like the little <laughs> bit of sweet, you know, evidence that exists. The, yeah. As uh, Maria, you little snake. Don't. don't... <laughs> I appreciate what Aaron's trying to do, get us more followers, but I care about the video right now more than a couple of followers. <laughs> uh, just to, you know, as an apology, I will I will add my like to that post so I can, you know, help okay. you <laughs> to getting access you, you to that like video. like the post for your own episode. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we'll do okay. that anyway. <laughs> as an apology, wait, so you made it nearly impossible for me to get the video and then you're just going to like it so that I'm one <laughs> step closer to a double like goal. The video I, that I should have had in the first place. But the thing is, I would have been a bigger snake if I gave you that video. Like I would have been a bigger snake Why? to Aaron. How? I mean, yeah. because I don't, I don't think Aaron wants you to have this video. He just wants I to have some don't. fun now making this. <laughs> <laughs> so either way, I would have been a snake. Like I, I mean, he didn't want the stripper, but he had to eat. I was saying that I, I had to choose to whom I should, I, I would be a snake. Exactly, you chose you Sorry, chose wisely. <laughs> you chose a bad, uh, you're you're an op now. That's what you are. You're an op. <laughs> oh no! Well, I told you I'm gonna like the post, so you know I'm helping you. <laughs> no, I, I believe, Amish. I believe, I believe you can get there. You can get 
Fam, fam, if you think I'm not sending my as many people I know on Instagram to go and like that thing so you can get the video <laughs> of your stream. So when the when the stripper uh, started uh, the show, <laughs> I remember like at some point she stopped and she she asked, "Hey, Miss you? Was it you that she asked that you take your phone away?" Because yeah, but the thing that... was, my phone was in my hand. It wasn't even recording. Like, and it well, there was also in my pocket, which she I think she thought it was recording, but. It, it was just it wasn't like recording. Yeah, yeah, mine wasn't. Yeah, I was just dying of laughter looking at Aaron. <laughs> I see. You were showing disrespect to Isabel. Well, her name wasn't Isabel. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know what her name was. I think it was Tiffany. Um, <laughs> I, think I was going to say Tiffany. Tiffany would have been my uh, second guess. I think it was Tiffany. Yeah. But, I um, could go search through the re- um, receipt, but I have no intention of searching stripper in my email box again. <laughs> yeah no but uh shout out shout out to her anyway um yeah link link in description if you want a stripper in san francisco <laughs> <laughs> same same website where he has an affiliate link <laughs> yeah yeah use code third view oh man um but yeah i think i think that's a uh that's a good way to round round off the episode so we're gonna going to end it off with our final questions so these are three questions uh we ask on every episode so first question is what is one thing that you've learned during lockdown it became more obvious how much ungrateful i have been for certain things that like you take for granted like going out for a dinner with friends or traveling because all of this have been taken away now and yeah, this this is one thing that will stay with me after lockdown. That I will appreciate more things like that that I could I will be able to do again. Things that make yeah. you know life better. Oh, interesting, interesting. Second question: If you had to listen to one song for the rest of lockdown, what would it be? Mm, or album, I guess. I would say my boy from Billie Eilish, just because I find it so addictive, and like I'm I'm still not over it so i think i could spend okay. the whole lockdown listening to it and then third and final question so this is a question we ask every guest and that is what has been your most memorable third winning experience and this refers to real life not, not yes. podcast uh, it was uh, during valentine's day this year i was uh, over in london to visit the my team that i work with and uh, valentine's day was on a friday Everyone in my team, which were pretty much the only people that I I hanged out with during that time that I was there, they were in a relationship, so they had plans for the day. And so I was on a Friday evening, basically on my own. And that was the last weekend I would spend in London. And two of my team members, two of my colleagues, they are also married to each other. And they had arranged to go watch Parasite. Uh, after after work, so they invited me to go with them, and <laughs> I mean I, we we hung out together like we are friends and we have fun together. But I I kind of felt that day that they invited me because they knew I wouldn't have anything else to do that uh, evening. So they were like, okay, let's let's ask her to to join us. But the thing is that when we booked our tickets for the movie, everything was uh, like all the seats were sold out pretty much. And we had to pick uh, separate seats from each other. 
So each of us was uh, sitting by by ourselves okay. in different uh, seats in the theater. And that was uh, similar to Alamo Draft House uh, Cinema, where you have uh, like sofa-like seats and armchairs instead yeah. of uh, typical cinema seats. And you get you order food or drinks. So I was in a single seat, and on on both sides of me there were double seats, like small sofas, basically. And on yeah. both sides there were couples, and everyone was a couple <laughs> in the in the screening, apart from me and my other friends who were also they were a couple, but they were sitting apart from each other. Yeah, that's <laughs> a shame for them on Valentine's Day. Yeah, it was a shame for them, but it's all, I mean, they didn't mind. It was it was a bit sad and funny at the same time because you knew you were getting looks from other people because it it looked so <laughs> odd that on Valentine's Day you go alone to watch a movie and everybody's a couple. You know, they were holding roses or it, it, you could tell that it was full of couples in the in the cinema. It was a if you looked uh, around, you probably saw Aaron was also one of the loners sitting. So <laughs> <laughs> uh, swiftly, swiftly moving on. Um, he still uh, had a rose, though, for uh, himself. Like <laughs> it's, it's, it's uh, fucking so, The next one, <laughs> the next part is a call out or a nom- nomination. So, if you'd like to nominate one or more people to come on to the podcast, um, hopefully they want to come on. Yes. Who would they be? So my first nomination would be the CEO of Grocery Outlet, but I know this is this <laughs> maybe is hard to 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 make it happen. So I like a, I have a second suggestion, and that would be Jack from uh, our year SVAP. Yeah, you should awesome. uh, yeah, Jack, you should get um, all of us. In, on your pods on your podcast like one by one yeah i do i don't want them to be like too close together though so i'm kind of like trying to just for the... space them out yeah just in case we all keep talk about san francisco in each one and <laughs> svip but um, okay but that'd be still... a good time to get jack on anyway because he's in ireland and while we're on lockdown it'd be good mm-hmm. and then ending it off with a shout out so each one of us can shout out something and that can be pretty much anything you want so maria do you have anything couldn't think of something so i just came up with the latest thing that um i started doing which is i bought a pair of quad skates and i don't know how to skate so it's fun <laughs> you know trying quad to skates. learn that a uh, quad skate is like skates but they have a uh, wheels on uh four wheels on oh, the different uh, sides of the you know the bottom of the shoe instead of the blades yeah i think we rollers. just call them roller skates it's fun trying to yeah. learn how to uh, balance on those inside the house. And obviously, <laughs> yeah. I, I'm really new to this, so I don't know how to break. And I just bump into furniture and walls and stuff. Yeah, It's fun. Well, I you, think you it, just got your own place, didn't you? Yes. <laughs> it's, it's good uh, for learning uh, skates, <laughs> how to skate. Yeah. <laughs> so I couldn't decide between, like... Three music artists that I've been just listening to for most lockdown between like Hedy One RV and M Honcho. So I'm just gonna go for two of two songs M Honcho features in. One is called Part of the Plan. It's on Nay Small's album, and the other one is Captions in AM's album. They're good listens. Right now, I think I'm just on this M Honcho wave where I can't stop listening to M Honcho. I feel like every feature, every song he's ever done is like it's a banger. 
he hasn't done a shit worse ever in his life. Go listen to him. Yeah, I, I don't know if Marie's ever heard of anyone you just said. Yeah, no, <laughs> I wouldn't expect no. it. But you said that you're going to add the shout outs as in the yeah. description of the video, so I'll take it out from there. Yeah, enjoy. Yeah, then yeah. uh, um, I don't know. I don't know if you if you if you like Billie Eilish. I don't know if there's much chance of you coming to the other end of the spectrum here. No, I'll give it a chance. <laughs> <laughs> and then I'm going to shout out Josh Cavey. So our, our guest from episode three, we actually found out that he's actually making some like PP for the NHS. So doing his thing. So shout out to Josh. Also shout out to Yash for becoming a patron. If you guys want to become a patron, <laughs> um, head over to our Patreon. <laughs> Links in yeah, the description. Yeah, this is a shout out like two months late. But <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. And yeah. And thank you, Maria, for coming on. Thank you, uh, guys. All the way from uh, Athens. Um, <laughs> yeah. What what time is it there now? It's um, two hours uh, ahead. So, yeah, so like here it's 11, 11 p.m. Yeah. Well. Yeah. Thanks again for coming on, and hope hope everyone enjoyed the episode. And I guess we'll just speak to you next week. All right. See ya. Bye. Right.